Hello, this is Sarah Pearson, Features Editor at the Concord Monitor, here with Granite Geek David Brooks to learn more about an article he wrote this week. Hi, Dave. Hello, Sarah. The topic of your column today is the right to repair. Does that mean you're going to start tinkering with the photocopier? No, it's the the right to repair, not the ability to repair. I'm the sort of guy who uh, burns himself when he gets within six feet of a soldering iron. Okay, we'll keep it theoretical then. So, what is the theory? Ah, uh, the theory. The theory in the right to repair movement, which is which has been around for a while. It sort of started in the in the the geek makerspace community and is is spreading a bit. So, the theory is that if you buy something, you should be able to tinker with it and fix it because you own it. And the reason this is becoming a big deal is because of uh, what the geeks call software eats everything, which is sort of a geek phrase meaning that if a hardware function can be done by software, it will be done. So for example, you used to have a hardware calculator, now you have a software, right? It's just, and when it was a hardware calculator, you could open it up and fix it and clean it out. Move to software, you can't really do much with it. So the right to repair says that the, the companies that make these things have a responsibility to provide information and to make them in such a way that those of us who pay money for them can fix them. Okay, and so what is bringing this to your attention now? Well, there's legislation in front of the uh, the state house. I went and went to a meeting, a uh, hearing of it uh, last week. It's part of a national push by a group called Repair.org. They basically kind of model legislation they've got in about 20 states that that says basically if you sell something, and it's specifically for digital. It says if you sell something in the United States, in uh, excuse me, in New Hampshire, you have to provide specs and information so that it can be, you can open it up, you can, you know, change the battery uh, and and tweak it. And there are some limitations. You don't have to do it for medical devices that will, you know, kill you if you mess around with them. And you don't have to do it for certain large equipment. But uh, so so that's the idea, and that's that's part of the push. Yeah, as I said, I went to a hearing for it. You don't usually head to the state house. What was so interesting about this hearing? Well, it was just—it's an interesting topic uh, showing up locally, and the hearing itself was um, was actually more interesting than I thought. Uh, in that, it had fervent supporters talking basically about you know these these nasty companies are doing this devious thing to to force us to pay more money. The argument being that they're artificially clamping down on the right to repair so that we'll have to you know buy another product instead of fixing it, and or we'll have to get them to pay them to fix it for exorbitant rates. That's one argument. There were also the opponents, which were a number of industry groups who basically said that if you make us do this, people are going to get into these digital devices and they're going to they're going to mess around with them in dangerous ways. Um, my column talks about it. A group said, well, you know, you can you can tinker with the safety functions on your refrigerator so the alarm won't go off when you leave the door open and all your food will spoil and kill you. You can tinker with the safety on your uh, washing machine so that you can lift the lid when the uh, the spin cycle is going at a thousand RPM and you know injure yourself badly. You can tinker with your smoke alarms; so it doesn't work. You can mess around with any your stove. You can basically in any lithium-ion battery, if you mess around with it, it will explode and kill you. I mean, that's that's not only a partial exaggeration of the way they put it. To be honest, it was very much of you know don't let people do this or they'll you know they'll, they'll harm each other. So it was uh, a more interesting than than usually hearings are. Attack of the killer robots yeah. that we made ourselves. That we made ourselves. So what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Uh, my guess is this bill will not go anywhere. There was a similar one last year uh, that got shelved or some, you know, subcommittee did something or it didn't go anywhere. An expedient to legislate. I, I'm not even sure it got that far. There's various different ways to, to have things not go forward. 
uh, in the legislature. So my suspicion is there's actually two big problems, the two big obstacles I could see that would that would make legislators balk. One is that um, the Department of Environmental Services is opposed to this bill, and specifically because they're afraid people will go in and tinker with the uh, pollution controls on things like your lawn tractor, and uh, and so they're in you know lawn tractors are actually incredibly polluting, and so. They're afraid this would actually lead to a lot more point source pollution. And you know what? They're right. People will do that because it would, you know, make your lawn tractor faster. Cool, man. Um, so, uh, and the other problem is that what if New Hampshire passes it and nobody else does? And we're the only state in the country that has this. The concern is that there'll be a lot of companies. You know, we're not a very big market. The companies they would just would, stop selling things. They would to stop us. selling. They said, forget it. It's too too expensive to do this in New Hampshire, and we're not going to do it. So, the, the, those are two fairly hefty concerns, I would say. Well, until it does get passed, Dave, we'll just have to live with the 4,000 pages of error message every time the copier dies. <laughs> Thanks for the chat. You bet. You can learn more about the right to repair at ConcordMonitor.com, and you can see all the Granite Geek columns and related stories at GraniteGeek.org. And assuming your computer is still working, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, Google Music, Podbean, or iTunes. The theme music is Little Smartphone People by The Spidekicks. Kicks.